Hopefully, does that fix my feedback? That sounds uh, bad. Okay. All right, we're gonna like, we're gonna. I'm like crafting over here. I'm not. A <laughs> master, but I'm just, I got started. On hello, hello. Yes. <laughs> welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you all for joining with us because this is such an important topic that we are going to be covering today. And I know we were saying earlier and we tried to do some testing earlier, but we're going to get this worked out. I promise you guys, because we're going to start doing this, um, these lives where, so we're on Instagram, we are on YouTube, we are on Facebook, uh, and under covered in pet hair. And, uh, we're going to do these every Monday. So if you are joining in, feel free to ask us questions. Um, but we will have a topic. Hello, hello. So we have some different, different backgrounds, different perspectives. Hello, hello. Thank you all so much for joining us. So glad you're here because this, I feel like this happens like almost every year, but this year seems to be a little bit worse where like the media is just all up in our heads with, oh my gosh, your dog is going to die. <laughs> we don't need this in our lives. Nobody needs that kind of drama in their life. No. Right. No. Hello, hello. I don't know if it's Jay or Adrian. Um, I never know when it's like the two crazy cat ladies. I don't know if it's Jay or Adrian. And then like the BK pets will join. And I'm like, I think that's Kenzie. But let me know who you are that's actually joining us so I can appropriately um, call you out. But uh, so, okay. This mysterious dog illness. First of all, Isabel, let's tell everybody who you are, just in case they don't know. All right. I'm Isabel Alvarez-Arada. I'm the host of Covered in Pet Hair, a boozy show for pet lovers on Pet Life Radio and here on YouTube, for those of you joining here on YouTube. But um, I'm a journalist and writer, and I am... Hi, Jay! <laughs> Adrian doesn't know how to use Instagram. <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, yeah. Hi, Jay. We're happy whomever joins us from your neck of the woods we're always happy to see you uh but i'm a writer and journalist specializing in the pet industry i've been in the pet industry since 2008 i used to run a pet sitting dog walking business in northern virginia until the pandemic um and so that's why i'm excited to talk about this mysterious dog illness because uh, it's really it's kind of my expertise yeah. you know having to promoting the benefits of in-home pet care especially under these circumstances that's that's kind of where i live so i'm excited to be here yay um and in case you don't know me if you're watching from the covered and pet here uh streams my name is jessica fisher i am a certified professional canine nutritionist certified holistic pet health coach positive reinforcement dog trainer and i host the podcast the pet parenting reset and co-host pet health junkies podcast so so many things <laughs> but we're gonna i'm gonna hopefully bring a little bit of um hmm, clarity to some things hello hello diane um hopefully bring a little bit of clarity to some preventive measures that you can take with your dog and a couple of tips and ideas for if your dog does start coughing which disclaimer right up front if your dog starts coughing do go to the vet um but we're still going to give you some tips absolutely absolutely right well i want to start by saying that in my research i found that the university of new hampshire has 
identified this virus over a year ago. So this is not necessarily new. Like Jessica said, it's being picked up by the media, which is why it's making all the headlines. It's about a year old since they, you know, confirmed their first case. And it seems to have started in the New Hampshire area, which is why the University of New Hampshire is involved. Yes. And it's so I think there are a couple things going on here. So, so I think there are def there are always viruses, always. And yeah, viruses evolve. So, so we're gonna find new viruses, right? But there are some veterinary researchers that have actually pinpointed this to a bacteria. Mm -hmm. And for lack of a better word, I was talking with Dr. Ruth Roberts this morning and she referred to it as like a primordial bacteria. And they think, they think, that it could have possibly come from a dysbiotic gut. So a lot of dogs, well, not a lot of dogs, because really I think it's being blown out of proportion because of the media, as we've already <laughs> established, right? We get a slow news day somewhere, apparently in Oregon this time. <laughs> we get a slow news day and they're like, oh my gosh, all these dogs are getting sick and we don't know why. And the reality is dogs are getting sick. Yes. The reality also is dogs are always getting sick. And this happens every year, just like it does with humans. And sadly, it can escalate in some dogs. And some dogs are getting pneumonia. And a handful of dogs have, have died. That's really sad. We never want to see that. On the other side of the coin this happens all the time it's not really anything new so Isabel do you want to talk about like how we really need to take this as like the, the precautions we need to take especially with like groomers boarding the things and in, in, yeah. in your neck of the woods yes. so I guess the first thing we'll say is that it presents very similar to the kennel cough but like Jessica said, it could be a bacteria. Kennel cough is a bacteria as well. It's Bordetella. Um, so it's similar. And they are equating a lot of it to COVID-19, not that it's contagious to cats or humans, but that it's spread in similar ways. So kind of like the, the droplets that we saw and that we talked about ad nauseum during the pandemic. Uh, so very similar. The only difference between Bordetella and this mystery disease is that it's a wet cough. Um, like Jessica said, just to be on the safe side, any kind of coughing should be, you know, a red flag. Maybe not even a, a trip to the vet, but a call to the vet to get their opinion on what next steps you need to take. Um, that's basically it lethargy loss of appetite just like a general malaise that any pet would exhibit if they're not feeling well that's something that you should keep an eye out for especially if you have recently boarded your dog taken them to a dog park let them drink out of a communal water bowl why would you do that and uh take them up to doggy daycare so those are like your um those are like your big, you know, issues. Like if you recently boarded a dog over Thanksgiving, mm -hmm. 
definitely be on higher alert than somebody who hasn't boarded their dog. Um, it may not even be in your area yet. Uh, I know that I have a pet sitting friend who's in South Florida and Miami, and she just sent an email to all of her clients and she explained that there are no confirmed cases in Miami, but there are in Northern Florida. So it really is area specific. It's lifestyle specific. If you live in an urban environment, chances are your pet, your dog's gonna be exposed more. Uh, but the only thing we can do is really work within the parameters that we have for our pets. I'm in a suburban area, so like my dog's not gonna be exposed. I don't do dog parks. We, the groomer is a mobile groomer that comes to us. Uh, we don't do boarding. I'm huge about in-home pet care all the time, every day, all every year. I will never ever board my dogs. I'd rather cancel my trip because I have a very sensitive dog and she would not do well in boarding. She's older, doggy daycare is something that I would maybe consider for a puppy. This 12 and a half year old dog has no interest in going to a doggy daycare. So for my lifestyle, my dog's lifestyle, this is not really a huge threat. However, if you live somewhere urban, if you have to board because there are, I recognize and I've lived in areas where there are no professional pet sitters, then of course this becomes more of a hot topic item for hot topic for you, right? Because then it really does potentially impact your life. Um, why anybody would let their dogs drink out of communal water bowls under any circumstances is beyond me. They're disgusting. There are so many fun and easy travel like water bottles for dogs now. I don't think it's necessary, but there are other things that are just kind of part of life. So you need to kind of weigh the risk benefits of boarding maybe change your plans for the holidays holidays if you have a, a dog right like if you have a senior or a very young puppy or a dog that is fighting cancer yeah maybe this is not the best time to leave them at a boarding facility but for your general average dog it's not as terrifying as maybe it's being made out to be yeah maybe right <laughs> maybe because the reality is with any virus with any bacteria we really want to so the best defense is a good offense and making sure that your pet is healthy and the foundation of health is good nutrition um so likely if you talk to me or if you listen to me i'm never ever ever not gonna bring up <laughs> yes exactly and like that's your best yes is food nutrition for absolutely. all of us we all know that yes <laughs> yes absolutely absolutely so if your body is chronically inflamed if your dog's body is chronically inflamed they are less likely to be able to do what the body is designed to do and that is fight off invaders so if your dog is being fed incredible incredibly well fresh food diet you know they have a good strong gut microbiome um, really really low inflammation in the body they are much more um, they're they're going to be able to better handle and defend from any invaders in the body so that is just like foundational yeah. and i you know it's it's it can be hard in some circles to even talk about food because everybody wants to throw up the, well, I can only do so much. And I get that. Like, 
we all are just trying to do the best we can. Um, but when things like this come, come around and we do get scared, we do get worried, that is the absolute best thing that you can start doing for your pet. And we can talk about supplements in a minute, but you can't out supplement a bad diet. And um, to quote my friend, Angela Ardolino, <laughs> you can really fuck up a good diet with a bad supplement. <laughs> yes, that's true. true. So, um, but the number one thing we can do is to provide the best nutrition possible for our animals, because that's how the body thrives. And whether we're talking about humans or dogs or cats or any other animal, uh, you know, on the planet, we're talking about plants and trees. Like I was listening to somebody the other day. And if you have an arborist come out because you have a bunch of dead leaves on a tree, they're not going to go look at those leaves first. They're going to test the soil. That's the first thing they're going to do because that's where the tree is getting its nutrients from. True. I mean, it's so like, we just, we know this. <laughs> this is how um, we thrive is through a really nutritious diet, low inflammatory foods, and, you know, just really doing the absolute best we can. So that's the first, the very, very first thing. And I also think that's an individualized approach, especially with all of the sensitivities so many dogs are having today. It's really sad. You know, there are very few dogs that have true allergies, but lots of dogs have lots of sensitivities. Yeah. And so we, we want to address that individually. But um, so on the preventive side, and you, you probably will agree with me, Isabel, some of the best things we can do supplementally are going to be a really good probiotic because if this is, and, and it's looking like maybe it is a bacteria, we want, there's no, okay, we, we talk about good bacteria and bad bacteria, but the reality is they're all beneficial bacteria. It's just the, the levels and the amounts. Like right. we all live with E. coli in our system. Mm -hmm. We just don't want a high level of it because then we're going to see, we're going to have symptoms of E. coli overgrowth, right? It's all yin and yang. We yeah. have to have the good for the bad to, to thrive as well. So even though we say good and bad, um, we, but, but having a really good probiotic on board and rotating, pulsing our supplements is also really great. I am the first one to say I'm going to do everything I possibly can with food therapy before I start with supplements. So my absolute favorite hands down probiotic in the, in the whole entire world is going to be raw goat's milk for our dogs and cats. But um, we want to keep a good probiotic on board because if this is a bacteria, which is looking like it, it is a bacteria that has just somehow decided in its evolution to target the lungs and has become aerosolized because of that. You know, if we have a really healthy, strong foundation of a microbiome in our gut, then these bacteria, you know, that are invading are going to kind of be squashed out by the quote, good bacteria. Right. Um, so having that, that like really good probiotic on board is going to be wonderful. Um, and not to get too much off on a tangent, but we also can't like, like I just said, you can't out supplement a bad diet. So even if, and I, there is going to be benefit in using a probiotic, even if you are feeding a kibble diet, but, but you're probably not going to see the same benefit as if you were feeding a fresh food diet 
and adding a probiotic to a fresh food diet. Just because that kibble isn't feeding the bacteria that you're introducing to the gut in the same way that a fresh food diet is gonna, gonna feed the bacteria. So um, that's number one. And then a full spectrum hemp extract. I think every mammal on the face of the planet, yes ma'am, <laughs> yes ma'am, a full spectrum hemp extract is going to be absolutely wonder wonderful at balancing out the endocannabinoid system, which is the master system of the body, and then the um, breathe mushroom tincture from Mycodog is also gonna be really wonderful at supporting the lungs specifically. So while there are tons of supplements that we can talk about, that's what I'm gonna narrow it down to. A really yeah. wonderful probiotic, full spectrum hemp, and mushrooms. Those Absolutely. are gonna be my like go-to for prevention. Do you have anything to add to that? Yeah. I actually, I love Mycodog and I love CBD Dog Health, which is, yes same company. Um, I use the Calm, but this is a full spectrum CBD that has other benefits like anti-inflammatory, it feeds the endocannabinoid system, et cetera, et cetera. So this is what my nervous girl gets every day. Um, she gets a couple extra doses if there's any kind of thing that's gonna make her more anxious or fearful. Um, and then I also love um, Alchemy Pet. Uh, they are um, basically, just blends they have different types of blends and they are adaptogens similar to mycodogs mushroom adaptogens these are all adaptogens there are mushrooms there are amino acids there are um antioxidants in here it's really cool because the way that they uh, i interviewed the owner on my show and the way he explained it is that these like swiss geek scientists like in figured out a way to encapsulate it and make it really bioavailable but also just it's a spray that goes on the food so it's not another powder to add it's not gonna make or break any diet that you have. It's just a way to boost um, and add a little something. It's 10 sprays. It actually goes a long way. So I love this stuff and I love everything by CBD Dog um, Health and Mycodog. And then one thing that I always use with my old dogs is WinPro Pet. WinPro has an immunity formula. This is made of pork blood, plasma. Uh, I asked if there was any that they could give us for humans because it's supposed to be so good, so anti-inflammatory. It helps with gut function. It helps with immunity. It helps with um, digestion. And this is a an immunity blend. So it has marshmallow root and it has um, licorice root in it as well. So this is their specific blend for immunity. And I also use their pre and probiotic um, blend. And this has digestive enzymes in addition to the pork uh, blood plasma. So plasma, this was discovered because there were uh, baby pigs that were not doing well. Uh, they were not breastfeeding. They were separated from their moms for whatever reason. And they started using pork plasma to fatten them up and give them. So it's got all these nutrients that you would get from blood, obviously. Um, and they've made it, then it went to like horses and horse racing. And then it went to uh, performance dogs and like agility dogs. And they saw so much improvement. 
in you know the reducing the inflammation reducing um, wear and tear on the body and promoting just general healing so i use this i use their joint supplement for my old dog titan may he rest in peace but now that i have a not so old dog who's not showing any joint issues yet i use immunity and gut health because i do think that like jessica said gut health in our dogs is just so poor and i don't do a raw food diet i do half I do kibble and I do green juju freeze dried. So I mix that. I think that there's any benefit, anything you can add to kibble that is fresh and high quality, there's a huge benefit to that. So I do what I can within our budget. And then these things give me that extra peace of mind. And honestly, like, I don't give this every day. Like I will do it now that I know that this is going around, but I don't necessarily need to do this every day if I'm doing the other things. The only thing that I do every day is the calm, just because I do believe she needs it just to navigate life. But um, I'm not at all concerned about this respiratory illness. Like I really am not at all concerned. Like I said, my lifestyle doesn't really put us at risk like other people's might. Um, my biggest concern for my audience or for pet lovers everywhere is actually the cost involved in dealing with this if you if your dog gets it. So like for me, I'd rather cancel my travel plans for Christmas than spend thousands upon thousands of dollars trying to cure my dog from this mystery illness when I returned. Um, that is something I'm hearing from pet sitters where the virus, where the bacteria is present. Um, New Jersey, somebody, one of my friends in New Jersey said that she's had a few pet clients come down with this, this illness and it's weeks at the vet. It's yeah. weeks of treatment. It's expensive to have them recover. They recover but nobody wants to have to deal with the expense the stress the unknowns um i saw an interview of a, a lady who was talking about her looked older like an older golden retriever and um it was six weeks and the pet the dog wasn't even well yet you know what i mean so that's a yeah. long recovery time and that to me is the biggest thing that i think people need to remember is that it's not just no your dog may probably won't die but what is it going to cost and what is it going to look like to, you know, bring them back to health? That could be a really big issue for you, for your family, for your budget, finances, for your pet who may be older and it's, it might take twice as long. Who knows? Yeah. yeah. Well, and, you know, that's kind of how we see this play out every year anyway, whether or not we have this new virus or new bacteria that and it does seem to be um antibiotic resistant in in some cases a lot like the, a lot of veterinarians are saying they're they're just not finding an antibiotic that is working for it um so if your dog does develop a cough of course you want to talk to your veterinarian and if it is a wet cough then we are more concerned because as isabella was saying earlier it's presenting very much like kennel cough, but wet, and then escalating to pneumonia, escalating into these weeks in basically intensive care, right, yeah. um, at veterinarians' offices. And let me tell you, if your vet, if your pet winds up in in an ICU unit, I mean, within just a, a couple of days, you're looking at thousands of dollars. And so, if we're looking at weeks, my gracious. Um, yeah. So, 
one thing, of, of course, we talked about the food. The food is so, so, so important. And even if you're, like, even if your dog does get sick or does develop a cough, heaven forbid it's not this particular bacteria, but, you know, it's never too late to start feeding as much whole food, fresh food as, as we can. Um, because even starting right now today, we're going to be provided. It's like when you get sick, what do you do? You reach for, you, you start making chicken soup, right? Mm -hmm. Because your body right then needs those nutrients to do what it has to do to, to keep fighting. So let's onboard some really healthy, nutritious, like really, really nutrient dense foods, bone broths and um, fresh organ meats, please. <laughs> let's get organ yes. meats on board. Like, I don't care what your like squeamish factor is. Let's go to the, you know, Asian market and let's get some organ meat. <laughs> or you can or <laughs> in your order organ meat treats from Bears Bites oh, yeah. from our friend oh, Sam. Yes. She does dehydrated and freeze-dried organ meat treats so that you can give them without thinking too much about it. Just always yuck. wash your hands after doing any of that, just because it is raw, uh, it's just dehydrated or freeze dried. But yeah. Uh, yeah, you any little bit of improvement mm -hmm. that you can say like today I'm going especially because it's black um, Cyber Monday. So Dr. Judy Morgan is I believe running some specials mm -hmm. on her website. She has great specials like if you're on her mailing list, or if you buy stuff like randomly, they'll send you like a 20% coupon mm -hmm. or and I buy my green juju there. And it really does help me save money on something that's a really high quality premium product. Mm -hmm. um, all of these uh, CBD dog health, Myco dog, um, Alchemy pet and WinPro are all running Cyber mm -hmm. Monday specials. You don't need all of them. You can just do some yeah. of them, one of them. Uh, if you're gonna do one thing, think about going to Dr. Judy Morgan's website and buying a probiotic or buying uh, some kind of freeze-dried food that you can add to your existing kibble. It doesn't have to be a huge, super expensive change, but the problem with waiting until your pet gets sick is that when they're sick, they may not have an appetite. Actually, this specific illness is showing, is, is showing as kind of like, lethargy and mm -hmm. decreased appetite yeah. followed by a cough. So if your dog's not hungry when they're sick, then it's a lot harder to get these interventions in there. Um, but it's better to be proactive, like Jessica said, even if it's just a probiotic, even if it's just adding 25% of fresh food to your bowl. Um, the Rodney Habib has, has done like all of that research where like 25% is all it takes to see a huge return on investment for your dog's health. So don't feel like you have to run out and spend all your money because you've already spent it on stuff. I know I did too all weekend. So <laughs> don't worry about having to like, you know, throw your another credit card charge on there. But yeah, invest in something good so that you can be proactive. And if you're busy, then maybe you know, freeze-dried fruit is not for you, but a probiotic powder or a spray like Alchemy Pets uh, with these um, adaptogen technology, like that might be a good boost. And it's what, 40 bucks a month or something, maybe you can afford that. And you're being proactive and not waiting until it's too late, especially if you have no choice but to board 
uh, have no choice but to like walk your dog where there's a ton of dogs. Um, nobody has to go to the dog park, so just avoid the dog park. Not just for illness, but just because the dog park is a mess. <laughs> just oh, don't, totally don't do dog agree. parks. <laughs> totally agree. Um, but yeah, so a couple of things. One, we can do vitamin C. Mm -hmm. We can add in vitamin C, especially if you do think that your dog is feeling a little bit under the weather. Um, you can start with, you know, 50 milligrams and slowly titrate up until you reach what we call a bowel dose. So you're, they're going to get like runny, yucky poop, and then, you know, to back it down a little bit. Um, and vitamin C is water soluble. So it, it's, you know, you can literally just go down to your CVS and get ascorbic acid and, it, you know, vitamin C and, um, really, really inexpensive. And is really going to be beneficial at boosting their immune system. If you do feel like they're just feeling a little cruddy. Um, that is something that you can do pretty easily, cheaply, effective. And then uh, especially because we are seeing that this particular bacteria is um, having a lot of antibiotic resistance, one thing to talk to your vet about is oil of oregano. It is a natural antibiotic and generally works on everything because it's natural, because it's what nature has given us. Um, so that can be very beneficial. Talk to your vet if you feel like it is um, uh, bacterial, because your vet can instruct you on how to dose oil of oregano for your pet um, and, and how to get it in them, <laughs> because it burns, yes. baby. It burns, <laughs> but it's very effective. Yeah. Yes. For those who are trying to shop for anything that you need, Revitalize Wellness is my favorite vitamin C vendor. They sell ascorbic acid. They also sell liposomal for humans. They make the best stuff and they have great sales. So it's revitalizedwellness.org, I think it is. Um, and they have a ton of information about bowel tolerance for humans. When I was pregnant, I was taking 25,000 milligrams a day of vitamin C. And I didn't even pass gas because my body needed it, right? So if your yes. dog is passing gas, then you're probably getting close to that bowel tolerance. But if they're not passing gas, they're using, every single one of our organs uses vitamin C to function. So if you're giving it a little bit and you don't see any gas coming from your dog, you can give a little bit more, you can give a little bit more. And it, the body is kind of, what I love about vitamin C is that the body tells you when it's had enough. And I, and I think that that's a really good way of checking in with our pet's health, of kind of like learning how to read our pets and having that nonverbal communication about how they're feeling because you're obviously listening or smelling that, you know, <laughs> that response to the vitamin C that you're giving. So I love that you recommended vitamin C. I'm such a vitamin C fan. Oh, I mean, if it's natural, give it to me, right? <laughs> That's, I'm just, well, of course, we said at the beginning, that's what I'm all about. And, um, you know, not that I think that we shouldn't use it. We absolutely should use antibiotics when they're necessary. Mm -hmm. um, but if we, if we culture and we find that, you know, none of the antibiotics that your vet has on board is going to work, then why would we give any of it? It's yeah. not, it's not going to work. Right. And, and the thing to know with when you do talk to your veterinarian about using oil of oregano, um, it is still a natural antibiotic. So you will still need to rebuild your gut, right. your dog's gut after you take, just because it's natural doesn't mean that you're not going to get some side right. effects from right. it. Um, it is going to kill 
everything. It's going to kill everything. <laughs> <laughs> As it should. Yeah, yes. for sure. So, um, yeah. And so any more Cyber Monday deals? You might, I know CBD Dog Health. That's my, my favorite. I think um, I was going to say, I think Earth Buddy is, is continuing theirs as well. And the reason that I bring that up is because, uh, so Sean has a colostrum. That yes, has, colostrum. It, yes, it has blueberry in it. So if your dog is sensitive to blueberries, which sadly I am seeing so many dogs sensitive to blueberries because every pet food on the planet is throwing them in because they're beautiful, wonderful superfoods. Um, but they're, we can get into that yeah. in, in, in no, another episode. Pesticides, <laughs> but okay. Right? <laughs> yeah. um, so as long as your dog is not sensitive to blueberries, then... Uh, a colostrum is going to be wonderful yeah. for helping the gut heal and also boosting the immune system. So that could be um, something else you might be interested yes. in. I'm pretty sure, pretty is sure it, they're is, running us. It's cow colostrum, right? It's bovine. Uh, yes. 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 His is bovine. And so then for on those Dr. who don't, don't know what colostrum is, it's that liquid gold that is the first bit of milk that comes from a breastfeeding mother breastfeeding cow or whatever so that is packed with stem cells it's packed with probiotics prebiotics digestive <laughs> enzymes everything you can think of nutrients galore because it's the first meal that a calf or a baby are meant to have so yes. i don't know how they do it they make they put it into a powder yeah. they make it all magic but it really has all these um, benefits that I kind of wish that we had, right? Like I, I, I take, I don't we can't have that, but I feel like <laughs> I, you know, like I should have kept yeah. some, you know, for myself. So yeah, I really agree. Like all of these things are great ways to just kind of boost the immune system. Maybe even you don't use it. If you can't afford it, you buy it, you keep it just in case, just mm -hmm. on hand in case you start noticing something. Cause I get that everybody's budgets are different. The holidays mm -hmm. are coming. It's a tough time. Yeah to kind of be like splurging on this. But it yeah. is, if you do want to splurge on stuff and you want to, a lot of these things have like, this is this expires in 0425 and I got it this summer. So a lot of stuff has a long mm -hmm. shelf life. So if you can, you know, kind of buy some, mm -hmm. get a deal and store it, that's always a good idea too. Especially if you have a multi-pet household mm -hmm. where it does get expensive to, you know, supplement everybody. Yeah, uh, and um, if your dog is sensitive to beef, well, there's some thought that even if they have a sensitivity to a protein that they may not be sensitive to the colostrum, you could still try it. But uh, Dr. Judy has some goat colostrum on her website. And the thing is, I don't generally like it's not my go to recommendation, even though it's absolutely wonderful, because there are a lot of ethical concerns with it. And there just isn't enough to go around for everybody. Yes, um, that's the problem. So I'm very, very particular about which brands I recommend because I only recommend brands that I believe are ethical right. about collecting the colostrum and making sure that the babies get it first. So if you're doing your own research, that is definitely something you want to look into. But the other thing I really wanted to say is that even though, yes, we need to be very careful and please don't board 
don't go to dog parks. Be very careful with, you know, groomers. And as Isabel was saying, you know, the communal water bowls, all the things. Like, don't be in big groups of dogs. Don't bring your dog into big groups of dogs. But still get outside with your dog. Still get your walks in. Like, don't hole up in your house just because this thing is out there. Your dog still needs... Like it is very healthy for your dog to have their paws touch the soil and to get out and get fresh air. Like it, you know, this this fallacy that really that we have about we all get sick because it's cold outside. We're not getting sick because it's cold outside. The cold is actually good for us yes. and for our dogs. The cold is good. The, the reason we get sick in the winter is because we have a candy holiday followed by a cookie holiday and a pie holiday and, a, and, and an alcohol holiday. <laughs> and we're just like overwhelming our bodies with junk. And that's why and we get we're sick. Staying really. Inside. We're not yes, the we're staying we inside straight from yes. the source. Yeah, so much. So I completely agree. Yes. As a former professional dog walker, the biggest, the best thing you can do, save your money, walk your dog, like yeah. literally just walk your dog, take them out again, unless you're in an urban environment, but even in an urban environment, wake up a little bit earlier than the mm-hmm. masses, go out a little bit later, you know, yeah. just kind of time your walks a little more and, in- you know, uh, with more intention, I guess, yeah. because you can, you know, kind of at least give yourself a little peace of mind. But I've always been a believer that if you have a pet, you need to have a dog walker or pet sitter or both ideally on your phone. Like it needs to be an established relationship. You need to be able to call them and help have them keep an eye on your pet if you're going on a day trip or come in and check on your pet while you're traveling. To me, having a professional pet sitter is the, is like pet, parenting 101 for me um and the vast majority because i'm still involved in the pet sitting industry the vast majority of professional pet sitters are super careful for humans and pets alike to not cross contaminate to wash hands to make sure that they're not you know exposing the next house with the germs from the house before they've been intentional about that way before even COVID happened so you're talking about professional pet sitters that know how to limit you know the 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 spread of these things it's not the first time you know we walk into places sometimes where there's a fleas and we have to address that before we go to the next place you know um parvo can spread so we're very cognizant about like what's on our shoes what are we doing how does the pet look do i need to you know skip this house go last because the pet has some kind of you know health issue going on professional pet sitters when they're truly professional have all this down to a science so if you can't walk your dog try to find a pet sitter who can a dog walker who can my two recommendations the only places i recommend you find a professional pet sitter or dog walker are the national association of professional pet sitters that's petsitters.org online and pet sitters international which is petsit.com and they both have zip code locators you put in your zip code you get a list of people if you don't have a list of people you're probably somewhere really rural um so uh, unfortunately you might have to walk that dog yourself and if you are walking in the dark now that it's getting darker um stock up on those anti-reflective that gear that'll make sure that you're safe your pet's safe at super zoo we saw a bunch of collars and things that you can put on your pet so that they uh can be seen in the dark get your flashlight get out there and walk there's nothing better for a dog's overall health longevity than a dog walk. Yeah, totally agree. And I think we would, even though this does appear to be 
uh, non-zoonotic, meaning it's not, it do currently doesn't appear to um, infect species other than canines. Um, so zoonotic would mean that it can transfer between species, between like dogs and humans and dogs and cats and things like that. Um, but I, we're talking about Cyber Monday deals and we're talking about keeping your dogs healthy. Well, let's talk about keeping your cats healthy for a minute because the two crazy cat ladies also have Cyber Monday deals growing on. And yes. one of my tips for not overdoing it with um, spending on supplements is that I rarely purchase a supplement that can't be used on both my dog and my cat. Mm. And I know everything Everything on the Two Crazy Cat Ladies site can, can be used on both dogs and cats, even though it is marketed for cats. Um, and when we talk about probiotics and uh, uh, fresh food, and I mean, yes, a cat, a cat diet is going to be a little more dense in certain nutrients like taurine than a dog diet, but you were talking about the green juju, green juju freeze-dried food that is actually formulated for, for both. both. Yes, both cats and dogs. Um, mm -hmm. So there, it, there's rarely anything that I buy that isn't good for both my dogs and cats. Colostrum yes. is going to be really wonderful. Probiotics are going to be really wonderful. And the thing is, yes, dogs and cats do have various microbiomes. Um, they do have a little bit of varied microbiomes because dogs are scavenger carnivores, whereas dogs are, I mean, cats are obligate carnivores. So there is a little bit of a difference there, but really a lot of probiotics on the market, especially if you're using whole food probiotics, like a, a, a raw goat's milk, that is going to be good for both your cats and, and they're dogs. they're going to love it. Yes. The full spectrum hemp extract is going to be good for both cats and dogs. The micro, micro dog. Okay. They do have the products on micro cat on the two crazy cat ladies website, but it's the same product <laughs> in a cat label. So literally like I'm, you're, you're going to be good, especially if we're talking about like whole food stuff. Yes. Um, and speaking of whole foods, the two crazy cat ladies are doing a free nutrition deep dive yeah. from December 4th to December 8th. So follow them so you can get your notifications. You don't have to sign up. You don't have to register. You don't, you just have to learn, learn on ways that you can improve your cat's life, quality of life, energy levels, just happiness by improving their food and they're interviewing experts in the field of feline nutrition. And I can't wait because I feed my cat only wet food. He gets canned wet, 25% green juju beef. Uh, he loves it. He will literally eat it out of my the container that I rehydrated in. He will just stand there and just pick it out because he loves he it so much. Yay. Um, he Every time I take out that container, he knows what's happening. Uh, I love the green juju, the ease of using it for two pets. I love how it la I can rehydrate it, it lasts in the fridge for a few days. Uh, it makes feeding raw or feeding fresh so easy. Um, and again, it doesn't have to be 100%. We do about 25% for him, 50% for Kira, and everybody's happy and healthy. So yeah, whatever you can do is good and just learning right even if you can't afford to make the changes now just knowing learning from experts like the two crazy cat ladies and jessica and you know just kind of educating yourself helps you make better decisions once you can make those decisions once you can invest a little bit more um or helps you choose like 
Jessica does. She'll look at a product and say, no, I don't want this because of this ingredient, because this ingredient doesn't speak to me. And that is that alone is worth its weight in gold because you can stop yourself from spending money on stuff that's really not gonna, you know, do what it says it's gonna do. Yeah, absolutely. Don't waste your money. Don't, don't, I, we all have that supplement graveyard that we all regret. Don't do it. If you, if you haven't got there yet, don't do it. <laughs> I get it's like, not necessary. so many supplements in the morning. My mom says, please stop giving them supplements because they're already so energetic. Please stop. Just stop giving them all this <laughs> stuff. And it's because my kids do not eat well. Mm -hmm. They really don't. They're so, you know, like unpredictable. When they like something, you make it again and they hate it. And then like, you know, I'm looking at their food and how much they're eating and they don't. And we cook whole foods at home, but they're just not into a lot of the stuff we eat. And I'm not going to lower my standards of food for them. So they get a lot of supplements. And if you have a finicky pet, you might have to turn to something like that too. But before you do that, try green juju. Because yes. <laughs> I can tell you that these animals here, they hear that bag, they see the box, they smell it from the outside, mm -hmm. and they're ready to chow down. So um, there are things that I'm sure uh, Jessica is a pet parent coach can troubleshoot with you so that you can find something that your pet loves, enjoys eating, and is good for them. So don't just kind of say, I can't afford this. And I'm yeah, that's right. not, that's not, not a I good idea. I take a ton of supplements too. I'm not gonna, because I do not eat organ meat. I do not, not eat organ meat. Um, and I know like it's a lot of cultures do. Yes. Right? A lot of cultures do. I just, I have a child's palate. <laughs> and it's not gonna happen. So you're taking so the I take, same chewables that you're taking. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I take I take desiccated organ supplements from yes. Heart and Soil, um, not sponsored or anything. But I mean, with all of these brands that we're yeah, talking none about, of these, these are, are sponsored. These are just, just our favorites. We're yeah. just sharing because we love them, um, and actually use them. And yes, it's desiccated organs from um, cattle in New Zealand that are regeneratively farmed, grass-fed, grass-finished. And I just, you know, that's where I feel, even though like I eat, I believe me, I eat, but um, that's where my nutrients come yeah. from. Like the real bulk of my nutrients are coming from. And it's from. like you said about the blueberries. Like, yeah, blueberries yeah. have all these great nutrients, but not the ones that are being put in kibble. Like, you know what I mean? Like those are yeah. covered in pesticides. They are not the clean 15. Right. They are just not <laughs> healthy for you. They probably are have been grown in ways that have no true nutrition. So we think that we're eating an apple and it's good for us, but really what's in that apple anymore, unless you're buying like a really high quality apple. And I, I think somebody was asking, what's the yes. brand name of the New Zealand so, product that you mentioned? Yeah. The supplements I take are heart and soil. Um, and they actually do have a Cyber Monday deal going on today as well. So if, I, I'm sure it'll pop up on their website. Um, if you type in heart and soil supplements, um, if you're familiar with Dr. Paul Saldino, uh, he is, I don't, it's not his company. I don't know if he's just like an influencer for them or if he helped formulate them. I'm not really sure, but he is involved in some way and he's, he's the author of the carnivore code. Mm -hmm. Um, so if you want to do some more, you know, deep dive into that for you, because the reality is, and what I find is that pet parents go on, like, it's one of two journeys either 
something happens with them or their children or their husband, like with Dr. Katie Woodley, and you go down this path of finding holistic health and, and really getting you yourself, your family really healthy. And then you look over at your pets and you're like, why am I feeding this crap to you? Right? Like it, you get this light bulb moment or like me, something happened to something happens to one of your pets and you go down this rabbit hole and you get all of your pets healthy and then you're like oh crap i need to be healthy too so like yes. one of one of these two things is going to happen to you yeah <laughs> yeah that's usually how it goes yes absolutely especially for pets that get sick people are like okay i can spend fortune at the vet or i can do things preemptively to avoid yes. the um you know, the oncologist and the this and the mm -hmm. that and the other. Uh, so I really do think that, you know, you don't want to be the one who gets that horrible diagnosis mm -hmm. and then starts learning about your pet's food and how it influences their well-being and their longevity. You want to be somewhere in the middle where you're kind of like aware. That's why I think, you know, these, these free, um, you know, classes that the two crazy cat ladies mm -hmm. are going to give us, uh, this free education that Jessica's always offering. All these people are constantly sharing things that are so helpful and you can take it or leave it, but at least it plants a seed, right? And it, you're a little bit more knowledgeable and we don't know what we don't know. Right. So when we know we do better, right? We know better, we do better. Uh, so every time we learn a little something, it's just uh, something else in our arsenal that we can use to protect our pets. And unless you have a home that's full of pets, you know, you're fostering, you're, really it is doable for most people to just improve even slightly and the payoff is definitely going to be there absolutely um, so we i think we said all we can say about this mysterious illness hopefully it's not so mysterious well, anymore <laughs> i will say this one of the interviews that i saw with one of the veterinarians out of the university of new hampshire said that he's received a bunch of cultures from other states and it's going to take a few weeks to process them so we should yeah. know within the next month more about this every single day i'm sure we're yeah. going to see more stuff more organizations are coming out and speaking about it like the miami dade um, animal services was speaking about it um people are interviewing as a journalist i know that i probably are going to be asked to like write more about this yeah and so we'll be interviewing more people but the reality is everybody at this point is just like throwing spaghetti on a wall and seeing what sticks um i yeah. think those cultures are really going to be helpful in figuring out where we are but right now the focus should be lifestyle changes mm -hmm. that just reduce your your dog's exposure if, if yeah, possible absolutely i think and I, like connor brady i think is talking about it tomorrow and so we're i mean we're we're trying i think everybody especially in the healthy pet space is trying to get more info. oh one more actually there was one other thing that i wanted to say just um this is obviously not going to there Oh, I'm sorry to interrupt. Yeah. Somebody's asking the name of the disease. It's not named yet. It's just a mystery yeah. upper respiratory dog illness is what I've seen it called. Yeah. Um, so this is definitely not going to, I don't want to say help as far as like, you know, like a, the oil of oregano is going to be like a natural antibiotic type thing. But to if, if you're just looking to help give your pet some relief from a cough, um, there are two, two things that I like to recommend for people. Obviously, first talk to your veterinarian because we, if you can get a diagnosis, that's going to be your best bet to find out a path to, to take. But for some relief with a cough, uh, one thing you 
can do is brew some organic green tea and add some local raw honey to it and syringe that. That's going to help soothe the, the throat for your dog. Um, and the organic green tea has tons of antioxidants and benefits for it as well as, you know, the local raw honey is very, very soothing. And then, um, so we often think, and I, you might've mentioned this earlier about something or when we were talking about gut health. Um, so we typically think of slippery elm for, uh, digestion, but because when we mix slippery elm with water and we let it form this like gooey gel and we let, we probably, especially if your dog isn't feeling great, have to syringe it into their mouth. Um, that gooey gel will coat the throat as well and help reduce some of that, like, you know, gravelly, itchy, like I want to, yeah. So those were two things that I, I did want to bring up just, just, just in case they help yes. anybody. <laughs> well, we will be back next Monday yes. at this time. We just want to do a weekly pet roundup, yes. which is just basically us talking about things that come across our desk or come across our radars. Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. like I said, the two crazy cat ladies, they have a, um, that series, um, for a week of cat nutrition. Um, there are other people that are, we're, we obviously talk about, talk to follow that are sharing stuff. So just stay on top of the new developments, check in with us next week. We'll update you if there's anything, if not, we'll talk about something completely different. It's just whatever's in the news or whatever is on our minds that we're going to share with you all. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Well, yes, back here next week, an hour earlier, because now we're an hour later. So an hour yes. early. At 3 p.m. Mountain <laughs> Standard Time, 4 p.m. Central. And then on Wednesday, I'm doing happy hour at 4. Ooh. So just join me on my, uh, on my page, Covered in Pet Hair. I only do that on Instagram. It's a little happy hour where I tell you who I interviewed, what I learned, and just chit chat with you over a glass of wine or a cocktail. And that will be this Wednesday. I'm trying to do that every Wednesday. So I'll be here on Mondays with Jessica at three mountain time and on Wednesdays at four mountain time um, because I record at three. So then I get to come and tell you all the things that stood out from that interview. Uh, so just check in with me if you, uh, and you don't have to drink with me, but you certainly can. <laughs> all right. Well, y'all have a great rest of your week. If you have any questions, feel free I, for Welcome to DM me, DM Isabel. Um, I know I will post in my stories throughout the week if you have questions, um, suggestions for topics for the live. So perfect. make sure to check our stories as well, and we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Thanks for.